coming up. What an excellent day for The History of the Devil. Part 5. to another episode of The Exorcist Minute, a show where we normally examine, extrapolate, and excavate The Exorcist Minute by Terrifying Minute. My name is Lester Ryan Clark. And I'm Keenan Diaz. And we are still your holy guides on this journey through, oops, all bonus episodes as we stand in solidarity with the SAG after strike. And folks, I am so excited because today we begin our examination of the devil in art and literature. We're still in the Middle Ages, but we're taking a little detour, or maybe a big detour, or actually, can we even call it a detour? We're literally going to hell. But not the hell which is theorized by theologians and philosophized by philosophers. No, it is a hell unique and singular, created by one man who borrowed from a lot of places and who hated a lot of people. And we get to meet them all in this very special, very twisted wish for fulfillment, torture, fantasy, fan fiction, which people still today confuse with actual scripture. Folks, I know sometimes it may not seem like it, but we are a comedy podcast. Sometimes. And what better comedy is there than the divine comedy? What better piece of literature depicts hell in such stark and terrible detail? Folks, as part of our deep dive into the devil, we are now going to dive deep into Dante's Inferno. Before we, we go any further, um, you've probably heard of the first part of Dante's Divine Comedy. It's the most famous one, simply titled Inferno, uh, or sometimes Dante's Inferno, uh, right. when it's all by itself. Uh, but it's actually part of his larger work, the Divine Comedy, which is a uh, 14th century epic poem, uh, one of the most important works in world literature. The Divine Comedy is uh, divided into three parts. It's Inferno, Purgatorio, and Paradiso. Right? Mm-hmm. So that is hell, purgatory, and heaven. Right? Since we are covering the history of the devil, we here at the Exorcist Minute will only be concerning ourselves with Inferno, right? Uh, the first part of the comedy. Yeah, someone else can make podcasts about the other ones. Yeah, somebody else can talk about Paradiso, right? Um, and, Boring. Uh, you know. Uh, but yeah, oh, and just in case uh, folks don't know, the word comedy in the divine comedy has nothing to do with modern day humor, much like our show. Um, in medieval literature, works were often classified as either comedy or tragedy. That's it. You just, you just get one or the other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and unlike tragedies, which typically ended in suffering and sorrow, comedies had uh, happy endings or, or uh, uh, happy resolutions, right? So mm-hmm. Dante's choice uh, of the term comedy uh, gives us a little hint of the ultimate resolution and redemption that occurs in the third section, Paradiso, as Dante ascends to heaven and experiences divine love and enlightenment. Like I said, we're not going to be talking about that at all on the show. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. So traditional comedy and tragedy, tragedy starts with the wedding and ends with the funeral. Mm-hmm. Comedy ends with the funeral. No, wait, 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 let me do that all again. <laughs> so <laughs> theologians, zero philosophers. <laughs> So in yeah, traditional comedy mm-hmm. would start with the funeral and end with the wedding. Yes. And tragedy starts with the wedding and ends with the funeral. Yep. Mm-hmm. There we go. Oh, uh, one last thing. So, so folks, Keenan and I are teachers. I am an English teacher. I cover stuff like this as part of my job. But please, for the love of God, do not expect this to be an intellectual scholarly examination of Dante's work. This is not going to help you on your in, in your English class. Um, in fact, citing any of our stupid jokes might even lower your grade. So, so just be warned. 
right. <laughs> when when I was in um, sophomore year of high school, I had world history, uh-huh. and uh, and our our world history teacher uh-huh. told us that Scipio, who fought against uh, Hannibal, uh-huh. right, um, that they were that they were warriors, and Hannibal crossed the Alps with his elephants. Mm-hmm. And he crossed it on an elephant named Skippy to piss off Scipio. He named his elephant Skippy. <sighs> and uh, we, we, we learned that and we love that. And mm-hmm. then um, at the end, he was like, no, that's a joke. We don't know the <laughs> elephant's names. And we're like, but we're gullible. <laughs> we're gullible teenagers. We don't know. You it told is us. your responsibility <laughs> as a teacher to tell us truths <laughs> right. about so, this literature. Yeah. It's like, of course you wouldn't know the elephant's name. That's not written down. No. no. Yeah, but Skippy the elephant versus Skippy the elephant. Scipio the general. Yeah. Uh, I love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, but yeah, so folks, this is this is just for fun, uh, like any good journey through hell should be. Okay. <laughs> mm. But uh, but yeah, so so uh, before we get into that, let's let's talk a little bit about the man himself, right? The Dante Alighieri, right? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try as hard as I can not to not to not to put some pesto on that as I every time every time I pronounce uh, um, uh, uh, his name. Yeah, right. don't hurt your tonsils or anything. Right. Yeah. Okay, so um, in 1265, Dante Alighieri was born into a prominent Florentine family. The family belonged to the, Florif- uh, to the Florentine Guelphs. That's G-U-E-L-P-H-S, right? Um, so that, that doesn't sound appetizing at all. The Guelphs, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, one of the two main political factions in the city during the late ter- uh, 13th century. The Guelphs were for the Pope and against the Holy Roman Emperor. Um, mm-hmm. And the the Gibellines, another unappetizing name, um, <laughs> they were the other way around, right? So they, they were for the Holy Roman Emperor and against the Pope, right? Now, you might be asking, what the hell does this have to do with hell? Yeah, what the hell does this have to do with hell? Good question. But instead of answering it, Teacher that I am, I'm going to give all of you homework. Oh, God. So let's keep a tally of how many Ghibellines Dante meets in hell. I'm guessing a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so back to early Dante, right? So when he was like nine, he meets and falls immediately in love with a girl named Beatrice, right? Or Beatrice, right? Uh, Dante scholars might know that name. She is the subject of many of Dante's later works, including his Divine Comedy, wherein it is Beatrice up in heaven who sort of gets Dante started on his whole journey through hell, purgatory, and finally heaven. Um, Dante was smitten with her, though they met only a handful of times growing up in Florence. Um, She ended up marrying another man and then dying at a young age, and this broke Dante's heart. And so, of course, he's going to make her the brightest angel up in heaven in his stories. Right. So today's young listeners might think that we should cancel Dante just based on this, right? This is this is kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is a little bit weird, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that would be something where I'm sure today, if like if you did that today. Right. No, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> people are like, you are a weird, mm-hmm. weird dude, right? Yeah, yeah. People people in um, in, in 3023. <laughs> Well, no, let's go, let's let's go even further. In fifty twenty three, you know, um, you know, reading reading uh, Lester's uh, Divine Tragedy, right? Um, which is actually pretty funny. Um, yeah, what would the people of fifty twenty three think of that? They would, I, yeah, they they think that's a little weird. Right? Yeah, well, if it was well written enough, we'd be go, oh, this is one of the classics of world literature, and not very weird at all. Yeah, yeah. And and then yeah, another thing to point out is like in in this romantic with a capital R mm-hmm. mode. 
as in like Roman like culture and everything like that. Oh, I wasn't even saying that. I was thinking oh, yeah. about like the later romantics with a capital R who mm-hmm. like um um who would see unrequited love as better than than love where people actually oh, yes. know mm-hmm. each other's name or care. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Like Petrarch wrote about Laura and he never mm-hmm. met Laura at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, how great. Like you love with no reward. Mm-hmm. You're not getting anything out and you're actually being punished by loving so much with this heartache that you have. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's where we go. Okay. So, so now back to Dante, right? As Dante gets older, he gets involved in politics. Remember, like his family is heavy into politics. Um, he climbs the political ladder and eventually he becomes the Florentine or a Florentine ambassador, mm-hmm. right? So he's, he's moving up. He's moving up in the world. Um However, in 1302, there's a power shift leading to the rise of the Ghibellines. Oh, no. Right? I just, I can't say that name without, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Dante is accused of financial corruption and political misconduct. He is exiled from Florence and sentenced to death if he ever returns. And he spends the rest of his life, um, you know, uh, the rest of his years traveling through various Italian cities, including Verona, Bologna, Ravenna, uh, where uh, he uh, completes his masterpiece, The Divine Comedy, right? And scholars say that this journey through hell, purgatory, and heaven mirror his actual years wandering in exile. Oh, wow. So he can't go to Florence anymore, which is, you know, one of the great cities. But because of the way that Italy was at that time, they're all like many city states that are loosely connected to each other. So right. Yeah. It'd be, you know, of course, it's a tragedy for him. But it's yeah. like, oh, you you must leave Cleveland. You can never come back, but you yeah. can go to Columbus and you yeah. can go to Pittsburgh. <laughs> and, like, and if, you know, I'm, folks, I'm no geography teacher, but, um, <laughs> you know, uh, luckily, you know, all the cities are just in a straight line down that boot, right? <laughs> I'm well, right about um, that, right? Uh, sort of, yeah. Bologna is, is pretty close to Florence. I mean, Well, there you go, right? But again, it's it's this romantic idea, the wandering poet, the lost mm-hmm. soul, right? Like any, mm-hmm. as, he's, as he's, you know, penning his epic work, right? You know, <laughs> I imagine by the end, like he's carrying a big old backpack of stuff. Like that's, <laughs> this is a long poem, folks. Right. Um, and we haven't even, oh my God, people are so angry at us right now. We haven't even started the freaking thing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, okay. I checked. Like Bologna to uh, to uh, uh, Florence is about seventy five miles. Perfect. There you go, seventy five so miles. Right. He's like exiled. Yeah. So that's that's the that's the half of the first canto right there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Speaking of which, right. So so this brings us to our first canto. And yeah. Oh yay. yay. <laughs> And yeah, folks, a-, a canto is just a division or a section of a long narrative poem. So uh, so Dante is, oh, by the way, Dante is both the author and the main character. Right. Right? Like Solomon. <laughs> <laughs> and so so the first canto starts out, so I, Dante, no. Um, no, 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 it doesn't do that. Um, oh, actually, okay, God, people are so mad at us right now. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to say, folks, um, in preparation for recording mm-hmm. this episode, um, I went out and um, <clears throat> I got myself uh, my first Monster Energy drink in years. <laughs> oh no! Yes, um, but yeah. So, so this this episode uh, uh, may or may not, depending on, because I haven't I haven't tested this flavor, um, but I, I specifically got it. It is Ultimate Paradise by Monster, and I was like, we I we I need this. <laughs> Let's listen to yourself. <laughs> I need it. It's for work. People want me to have it. No, Keenan, this is, we are going through hell and I need monster energy drink, ultra paradise to help me through. Okay. Can't uh, so, you start with this non, non ultra, just regular paradise? No. I need more caffeine than that. Okay. But here you go, folks, right on the air. I am going to, ooh, look at that. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, do a little taste test. I've never tasted this flavor before, but we're going to see. Okay. Hang on. 
disgusting. Um, <laughs> yeah, it smells disgusting from here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually, it's like, um, it tastes green. There we go. <laughs> there we go. That's, that's, that's what I'll say. Um, okay, great. It's not brought to you by monster anyway uh but yeah okay so but monster so, if you're listening please call yeah, us we'll, you know we'll plug yep. your your nasty ass shit <laughs> <laughs> we'll plug your your poison that makes health claims mm. right like, which is probably illegal it's probably illegal yeah. the way you market yourselves monster give us some yeah. money yeah we'll you, have, you, have, you. you have nothing to do with uh satan or the beast but uh <laughs> but drinking this it, it reminds me back in the good old days in the this is just like the water of the river sticks yeah mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah, anyway, anyway. Okay, so yeah, our first canto. Um, so so it starts out with Dante, remember he's the character, uh, okay. being lost in a dark forest, right? No explanation as to why he's here. Uh, there's no no mention of uh, a, a geographical location of this forest. It mm-hmm. turns out this forest is allegorical, or I, mm-hmm. or I guess you could say it's uh, uh, allegorical. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah, oh, you're going to lose us our monster sponsorship. <laughs> 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 Not me libeling their brand. It's going to be, ugh. Right, yeah. Mm. Okay, okay. So, so, so the first canto starts midway through the journey of our life, right? That's that iambic uh-huh, pentameter, uh-huh. right? Mm. So he is he is at the halfway point of his life. He is he is in the middle ages, and he is middle aged, right? Like <laughs> this is this is this is uh, his midlife crisis right here. Remember, right. he just he was just exiled, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm guessing he's like like forty five, maybe fifty, something like that. Uh, it says here uh, he's thirty five. God damn it! <laughs> All right, okay, whatever. Feel like I am in hell now. Yeah, he's um, younger than us. <laughs> yes, that's what we're that's what we're trying to say. Okay, so he's in this dark forest, and scholars say that this is meant to symbolize his mental, spiritual confusion and despair. Um, you know, so so yeah. Remember, he was like in real life, he was exiled by mm-hmm. this point, right? I'm 40 years old. I haven't been exiled from Florence. <laughs> I haven't become the, the ambassador yet. Mm-hmm. You know? There's a couple of um, Zaxby's chicken joints I can't go back to because I, <laughs> I use them on. On road trips for pit stops in uh, pretty messy ways. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go, right? And did you, did you and you and your and your children and your children's <laughs> children. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So he's 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 in this forest. He has mm-hmm. wandered off the path, quote unquote, right. um, and he's trying to find his way back again. He comes to a clearing and he sees this mountain. And it's bathed in beautiful heavenly light, completely opposite of the dark forest that he has just emerged from. And he's like, oh, this is where I need to go. And mm-hmm. so so he starts up this mountain. And listeners, can you guess what happens next? Sounds like he finds paradise, right? No. He is he is blocked <laughs> by a by a a panther, some translations say. But uh-huh. the same translation says it has many spots. Right. And I'm like, Dante, do you, do you know what a panther is? <laughs> See, I was I was thinking about this. So it's a, it's a, uh, a leopard or a panther. It's definitely a leopard. <laughs> All right, so it's a but leopard. But he calls it a panther. <laughs> a lion and a she-wolf, right? Yes, yes. So and I was, I was like, leopard, that seems really odd. So I, I did look, and leopards used to live in North Africa where lions used to live, and they used to live in the Holy Land. Um, but then, mm. but nowadays, they're just extinct there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so he would be aware of what a leopard is. But yeah, I, I, can't, I can't justify him mislabeling a leopard a panther. But right, yeah. Where I was like, how would he even know what a leopard is? But yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, back yeah. back in his day, I guess that was more more visible. I guess, yeah, but uh, yeah. So apparently, so so yeah, he's blocked by three three animals: a leopard, a lion, and a she wolf, right? And these are supposed to symbolize lust, violence, and malice, respectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and they chase him back down the mountain, and at the bottom, he now sees a figure that wasn't there before. Turns out, this is none other than the renowned ancient Roman poet and writer of the Aeneid, 
Virgil, who mm. just happens to be Dante's favorite writer of all time. <laughs> I mean, he loves Virgil, right? Mm-hmm. Like even in the story, the character of Dante can't stop like gushing once he finds out that this is Virgil, right? He's like, oh my God, yeah. Virgil. <laughs> yeah. And so Virgil is like, yeah, so uh, Beatrice uh, has been uh, watching over you and she sent <laughs> me to help you get back on the path of righteousness, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, that's not creepy at all. No, not at all, right? <laughs> He's, he doesn't judge. He's, right, he's right. in hell, turns out. <laughs> but we'll get to that. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, so, so, so he said, like, to do that, you have to go through hell, purgatory, and heaven. So after a little hesitation, right, it's the, you know, it's the um, uh, resisting of the call, right, that, that uh-huh. whole thing, right? Dante eventually says, yeah, let's go. And that's Canto 1. Yay. Yay. So we, we got it. Okay, we're, we're doing it, guys. We're doing it. <laughs> we're we're going to get through this thing, right? Um, so, so Keenan, in this story that Dante is writing, Mm-hmm. That that also stars him. He gets to go on a wild and crazy road trip through hell with his favorite celebrity, right. who has sent, who who was sent to help him by his boyhood crush. Right. If this were the Divine Comedy by Keenan Alighieri, um, who 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 are you swapping Virgil out for? Oh gosh. Okay, but we, it could have it could be magical, right? It could be yes, yes. So so the idea is like it is our um, uh, yeah, the, our, our the the writer that's the most important to us, etc. Yes, right. Jeez. Yes, oh, yes. Well, I mean. I guess my favorite, uh, yeah, the writer I admire the most then would be um, um, uh, A.A. Milne, I would say. Mm, okay, all right. Yeah, the writer of the Pooh stories. Oh, the Pooh stories. Okay, yes. we need a Pooh. All right. Yeah, I love A.A. Milne. I think his stuff is just so, um, so, oh, how do you describe it? I didn't know I'd be talking about A.A. Milne today. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, it, you know, it's for children, but so deep and wise beyond yes. the child's um, uh, ability to see how deep and wise it is. And so mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. fun and beautiful and just and just lovely. And then when you read it again, you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is deep, deep uh, melancholy stuff. Yeah, I see so many like on um, on social media, like they'll mm-hmm. have like, um, I guess it's like an anti meme because it really makes you think. Um, <laughs> but it's like, it's, I don't it, want that. That's not what I go online for. Jeez, what? <laughs> yeah, but no, no, it's it's like one of the original il- illustrations from mm-hmm. from one of the Pooh stories. And it's just a quote, like Piglet asks Pooh something or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Pooh says something like incredibly deep and profound. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait a minute, like Pooh is supposed to be like, like, isn't he kind of like the... Um, not the not the the simple character, but right. maybe 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 like childlike, yeah, for you sure. know, character. But like he says these things that are so mm-hmm. deep and so like like oh these, these are words to live by right here. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna read you a poem. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> only reading... has one canto. <laughs> Ooh, only one canto. Oh God. So this is now we are six by A. A. Milne. Okay. When I was one, I had just begun. When I was two, I was nearly new. When I was three, I was hardly me. When I was four, I was not much more. When I was five, I was just alive. But now I am six. I'm as clever as clever. So I think I'll be six now forever and ever. That is beautiful. That is, isn't it beautiful? It is. <laughs> and that it's is like, so oh, when you're, when you're a kid, you're just like, oh, they're just counting along and la, 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 yeah. <laughs> And it's like, no, you won't be six forever and ever. Yeah. You oh. don't know. You have no idea. <laughs> oh. oh, God, I love that. Yeah. Can we just, okay, sorry, Mr. Alligator. Let's, uh, this, we're going to, we're going to. Turn this car around. We're just going to go right into AA Mill. No. What about you? Uh, for me, I, for me, I think it would be Stephen King. Okay. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be running back down there, and Stephen King would be like, uh, you know, it's like, uh, you know, those, those, you know, that 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 leopard or that panther or that, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, and that she wolf and that lion, you know, mm-hmm. they're 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 pretty scary. But you know what would make them even scarier, mm-hmm. right? And then he would just like name a whole bunch of things that right. that make them not scary, but. Uh, <laughs> 
but I would <laughs> smile and I'd be like, I love you, Stephen King. Right. Sometimes you, you, you get a little, uh, you know, you get a little out there, but I'm just going to be like, yes, yes, Stephen King. That's, that's terrifying. Yes. And he was like, yeah, let's, let's get in our car and, um, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll head to hell. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it would be, it would be Stephen King for me. Yep. Oh, great. All right. Everybody so we got our, we got our little avatars of mm-hmm. self insert here. Great. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, in any case, our second canto begins with, uh, Dante doing the classic, uh, refusal of the call, like I said, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, literary classic folks. Um, you know, there's, there's something Joseph Campbell says belongs in every epic adventure where, you know, the hero has just been offered the chance to, uh, to change, to go on an adventure, you know, pretty much the exact thing, um, they were asking for earlier. Um, this is an answer to their their prayers, and uh, they're now presented uh, with it, and they're like, oh, gee, I don't know if I'm up to it, right? Mm-hmm. And also, you know, here Virgil has to reassure him, has to let him know that his quest is sanctioned by heaven itself, mm-hmm. specifically by Beatrice, right? Mm-hmm. And the Virgin Mary. Oh, okay, we're bringing her into this. Right, yeah, <laughs> right. Um, she's up there reading, you know, Dante's Divine Comedy. She's like, <laughs> I, I don't remember doing any of this. Um, <laughs> She's like, I don't think this is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the one of the men of the Bible has to mansplain. He's like, no, 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 actually, no. comedy. It's like, oh, geez, shut up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah. So, so Dante's mission is to confront the sins of humanity and learn valuable lessons from the souls he will encounter. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is meant to make Dante seem smaller or bigger. You know what right. I mean? Like, because. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, Virgil is like, look, buddy, you don't really have a choice in this. Like, the, this quest is bigger than you. But then on the other hand, he's telling Dante that the Virgin Mary is up there. Like, l- let's everyone stop what they're doing up here because we, we got to get this guy, Dante, on his quest and mm-hmm. learn lessons, right? Right. Yeah. So so the Virgin Mary is is like, um, is, 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 is moving uh, uh, pieces on the board here right now. Mm-hmm. All right. So actually, okay, Keenan, I'm seeing shades of uh, Christmas Carol here. You notice? Like, like, we got a spooky friend. He's come to show Dante the error of his ways. Right. Dante is going to go through essentially three major uh, uh, biomes yeah. um, and learn as he goes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What's up with that, Dickens? Yeah, Dickens, come on. We see you. Yeah, we see we see you very well. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so so uh, the third canto mm-hmm. uh, begins at the gates of hell. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, um, we didn't. You know, it's like we didn't have to take any bathroom breaks or anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so and here we see an inscription on the gates. Right, the last line of which is the famous "Abandon all hope, ye who enter here." Mm-hmm. Right, I really love that. That's very catchy. Right. Um, it should also be noted that the sky is completely black and starless. Right. right? So it's just black. Um, like if you live in Vegas. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. All the light pollution. Mm-hmm. We don't need those because all the stars are on the ground. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I live um, down the street from that big sphere. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, you've seen you've seen uh, pictures of that. I imagine. I've seen pictures of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite something. The first time I turned onto my street and it was uh-huh. lit up, I went, "Oh, oh God!" <laughs> I just stop in the middle of the street in my car, like like a like a moth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's. I mean. Like, that seems that seems to be um, Vegas's thing. Is like, how can we piss off airplanes? <laughs> so you got the Luxor just shooting that thing up, right? Yeah. And now you got that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so no hope. Abandon all hope of ever seeing any natural light in the sky when you go to Vegas, folks. That's Vegas, baby. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we are well, Keenan. You and I are Vegas babies. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah. <clears throat> so now, Dante. Um, the author of this text, brilliant mind, 
ever observant, looks around this desolate wasteland and he says, I sense danger here. And mm. Virgil is like, yeah, this is hell. And he leads Dante on and all around them, Dante can hear sighs and cries of lamentation in a hundred different languages rising up to the pitch black sky. And Dante, mm. again, ever observant, ever inquisitive, asks Virgil, why is everyone screaming and wailing? <laughs> And Virgil tells him that these are the souls who lived without infamy or praise, right? These are the souls of the cowardly and indecisive, those who took no stand for good or evil. Hmm, because, okay. they, yeah, because they did not take a stand in life, they are now condemned to, in, to eternally pursue a banner that forever eludes them. So they're all in line, like chasing this, like, uh, this, this flag on a pole, this banner, right? Mm -hmm. um, symbolizing their eternal aimlessness and lack of conviction, even mm -hmm. as they themselves are chased by gadflies and hornets. Um, for those who don't know, a gadfly is a type of fly that bites. Yeah. Um, usually livestock. It's like bites cows and cattle and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so and so their faces are covered in blood, which mingles with their tears and falls to the earth, which is covered in maggots. Keenan, we're not even in hell yet. <laughs> Sounds like we are. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're at, we're at the gates, yeah? Um, now, these souls are intermingled with the angels who in rebellion against God didn't choose a side. So I guess, so I guess that's like the third third mm -hmm. right because like lucifer fell with a third of the angels in heaven so i guess so i guess the factions were pro-god anti-god and third party <laughs> right the ones that, that didn't do anything either way yeah yeah so like yeah. a third party voter exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right not to get not to get political right? well, dante was very political yeah. <laughs> right. um, what did yeah. people wear back then where they're stepping on you know roads covered in maggots um well i think in hell, they're wearing nothing. <laughs> no shoes in hell? No shoes. Oh, come right? on. No, I mean, I, I think actually specifically, mm -hmm. um, the poem says that they're completely naked. Oh, really? Oh, so they're not wearing anything. They're not wearing nothing. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. Yeah, All except right. except bug bites, <laughs> which is the fashion of, of the of the antechamber of hell. You know? <laughs> okay, yeah. but Virgil and Dante get to wear some kind of, I, they I just get don't to know wear, yeah. if it's like sandals still at this point, you know? I'm oh, that's sure. right. Yeah, we didn't even consider Virgil and Dante, right? Yeah, what are they If wearing? you look in their, yeah, if you look in their like illustrations, you Usually, um, uh, like the the most famous of, uh, of mm. which are, are by Gustave Doré. Mm. Um, uh, actually, I don't know if you can even see their feet, but they're they're <laughs> kind of like in in their robes, right? Right. Like, you know. Yeah. yeah. So they yeah, because uh, drawn feet is hard, so we just didn't yeah. do mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just <laughs> just put they're always covered with some tormented soul. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. So okay. Um, uh, I forgot to mention. Um, <laughs> uh, wouldn't you know it? Uh, Dante recognizes some of the people mm -hmm. chasing the banner, mm -hmm. right? Particularly, he recognizes Pope uh, Celestine V, mm -hmm. who was elected Pope in July 1294 and abdicated five months later, which allowed uh, Pope Boniface, the, what is it, five, yes, the eighth? Uh, yes. I'm looking at this Roman numeral, folks. <laughs> um, who was, yeah, so Pope Boniface VIII, he was a bitter enemy of Dante. Um, so it, so the, the abdication of uh, Pope Celestine mm -hmm. V allowed for this other pope that Dante hated to come to power. So there we go. So this is this is uh, uh, Pope Celestine's punishment. He's outside of hell mm -hmm. chasing this banner being stung by hornets and flies, right? Yeah. So this is like maybe not your boss at the Starbucks that you're bad at, but like the 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 like regional ma manager who hired you when you never saw him again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he so, puts you there. So we get yeah. to get punished somehow, but he's not like the one who's bothering you every day. Right. Exactly. Right. So there we go, folks. This is this is the first one. I hope everyone's keeping score at home of all the people that pissed off Dante. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Important question, Keenan. In mm -hmm. your version of hell, mm -hmm. right? 
that you're that you're going through um, with uh, 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 A. A. Milne. Right? Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Um, who is this? Who is this train of banner chasers being bit by flies? Like, oh, like right. we won't we won't name any names. Let's just let's just generalize. Like uh, people who blah blah blah. Yeah, but this is the this is they're not even they're not even in hell yet, right? This is yeah, sort right. of they're, they're they're not in. Uh, wait, 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 hold on. Let me, I, I I might be confused. They're not in limbo yet either. They're not no, in the first no, no, circle. limbo. Limbo is inside hell. Yeah. Right, right. So this geez. is outside. This is this is. Uh, I think Dante calls it the anti inferno. Uh-huh, right? Okay, okay. You know, great. like the anti climax. Yeah. <laughs> they just get to, they just get to the anti inferno and it's like, this is the anti inferno. Right. And Dante's like, oh. Well, I get. I understand people who who call their pets their babies. Uh huh. But I don't like people who <laughs> call themselves their pets' parents. Oh, so that's I see, who I, I would put mean. here. Like it's yeah, just it's just annoying. Like okay, you're not you're not the worst, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're not your cat's father. <laughs> <laughs> you but, stole your cat from its father and mother. That, that and is you, true. And you kept it in your house for your own selfish purposes, even if you that, rescued it. That is mm, okay. I see. I, now I'm coming around. I'm seeing. I'm seeing. Where you're, Let's where be you're honest from. here. I'm picking up what you're what you're putting down. Let's even be honest you, in hell. Yeah. Even if you adopted this, you bought it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you wanted it. Yeah. And you were not its parent. <laughs> <laughs> you own it. <laughs> Keenan, regular listeners are, of our show are going to be rem- are going to remember that you have been you have you have uh, you have you have called yourself a cat daddy. I'm a bad cat daddy. Right. You're a bad compared cat daddy. to the other cat daddies. That's right. The true cat daddy. <laughs> That's right. I'm fine. I could be in here. Okay. Oh, but okay. no, I do not say that I, I am my cat's father. Father. Right. You're your cat's Abba. <laughs> I own them. Yes. I, I bought them. <laughs> wow. Okay. We're getting because, dark here. Because I needed them. Not because they needed me. <laughs> I needed the cat. There so we go. Get in here. Get inside. You're yep. never going out again. <laughs> and right, I so have my, uh, my first cat. I have his um, receipt. Uh-huh. On my on my fridge. Wow. <laughs> well, it has wow. his picture of when he was in the shelter. You know, it's uh-huh, really cute. Uh-huh. But yeah, there's oh, also see, the receipt there. Yeah. But yeah, anytime anytime he he makes a message, you <laughs> shake it in his face. You see this? <laughs> Your property. <laughs> yeah, you see what this says? Of course you don't, because you're a cat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, mm-hmm. in Keenan's Inferno, um, it's a it's a pet parents folks. That's right. That's right. That's 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 what you're doing. You're you're in you're the in you're in the anti inferno. You're being bit by. Oh yeah, what's happening to them? Oh oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, their bosses are calling them their parents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So their okay. managers at work are like, "This is my little baby, and, and this is and this I'm their dad, <laughs> and we're a family." Oh wow. And ever. <laughs> Ooh. Now I get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I I have a I have a a, a, a premonition mm-hmm. that um, that uh, corporate America is gonna is gonna feature prominently in both of our heads. Yeah. <laughs> this is the workplace. Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, but but for me, it's it's people who stop in the middle of the walkway mm-hmm. or an aisle. You know, like they're they're just like oblivious to pedestrian traffic, right? right. And they get a notification on their phone or whatever, and they just stop. So you gotta you know uh, stop, or you're gonna bump into them, right? right? Um, so now your punishment is you can't stop. You got to be chased by <laughs> horns and flies. No time to look at your phone. Mm-hmm, right. Yeah. So that's that. <laughs> and people are calling them out because no one calls them out in real life. Right. Yeah. Right. Because if they stop you, you either bump into them and then it's your fault or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you get close enough and it's your fault. But now people are like, that is your fault. Yes, you were the yes. one on your phone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so 
Uh, okay, but uh, yeah, so so beyond this, Dante sees the bank of a river, mm-hmm. and he's like, Master, because he calls Virgil Master, right? right? Um, he's like, Master, what's that? And Virgil is very patient with him. He's he's like, we're, we're, we're walking there now. Mm-hmm. You're going to see in a minute. And Dante actually feels ashamed, so he's like quiet for the rest of the way. Oh, okay. Like for... Until they get there. Like, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it's very short. And then, he, and then he starts yapping again. But the way he says it, the way he says it in the poem, it is like, and then I was quiet for the rest of the journey. No, you weren't, Dante. <laughs> you were like for five seconds, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, well, but when you're stepping on maggots in your little sandals, <laughs> it feels yeah, like a very long time. It feels like it. Do they, you know, I mean, I'm guessing one of those, one of those maggots like hitched a ride on his sandals and now they're in like another circle of hell, oh, right? <laughs> He's like, I'm moving up. <laughs> yep. But yeah, so I, I, that's something I want to touch on here uh, mm-hmm. because some, sometimes Dante puffs himself up, right? Like, like we're gonna see in a little bit here, folks. But like, like other people giving him like, like all these compliments. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're so smart, Dante. You're such a great writer and a poet, and you're so handsome, and, right? You know, right. Like we get plenty of that, right? But sometimes Dante, Dante will also write himself as childlike or ignorant or even cowardly, and Virgil has to reprimand him. This is this is fascinating. Pay close attention to how Dante thinks of himself in this, right? right? Yeah. Uh, but so yeah, so so they get to the river, and it turns out it's the river Acheron from Greek mythology. Wait, a, wait a minute, wait, hold on, <laughs> hold on. I'm wait. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Greek mythology. Yeah, yep. He lived in the in middle Acheron. of Italy, or in wherever middle, we are. Well, in hell, <laughs> Italy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is Dante's Inferno, and he he just lifted Acheron straight from mm. uh, the Greek description of Hades, and he plopped it down in front of hell. Right, hmm. so get get used to this, folks. Like we're gonna see a lot of stuff like that, right? So where do plagiarists belong in these circles? I just, you know what? There's n- there's strangely there's no circle for plagiarists <laughs> in hell. <laughs> it's just uh, it's it's mysteriously uh, absent from from Dante's version of hell. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, speaking of which, he can't have Acheron right uh-huh, without right. its famous ferryman, uh, uh, Charon, right? right? So yeah, he's here there. He's here too, right? That'd be good. Um, yeah, and he and he has a whole shtick, right? Like, see, mm-hmm. I told you, like, like he's he's been doing this forever, right? right? So so by now he's got the whole bit, right? He's greeting everyone, and he's like, you know, give up all hope of ever seeing heaven, yada yada yada, right? Right. He's a scare actor. See, yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> um, and then he sees Dante, and he's like, wait, 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 you sir are alive. Mm-hmm. I cannot let you on this boat. Do you have any idea how awkward that's going to be for everybody else? Right? <laughs> And Virgil's like, like, hold your anger, Karen. No, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Charon, right? Um, but but he says this journey is sanctioned by heaven, uh, but Karen is pitching a fit. He's like, no, I don't believe that, right? Go ahead, go, call God, I don't care. I'll call him too. And then he takes out his phone and he's <laughs> pretending to call, but really he's just continuing to yell and he's right. making less and less of a, a sense, uh, you know, but it's getting louder and more angry for right, some reason, you know, right. but, but Virgil is just talking calmly and that makes Karen even angrier. <laughs> and you can see all the people on the boat, their faces, mm-hmm. you know, it's like in, in their hands and they're like, it's like, well, right. we're in public now. Yeah, Why? What are you doing here? Meanwhile, Dante has taken out his phone and he's like stealthily recording <laughs> and Karen spots that and oh, damn, right? right? That's that's when things get really mad, right? right. No, you, know, you stop recording me yes i record you yeah (laughs) but no none of that is true Uh, i apologize i i I could not pass up this low-hanging fruit the (laughs) fact that that karen sounds like karen right karen karen is not a karen um right he's he's a scare actor like like we've established (laughs) but yeah so 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 dante notices uh that now all the other people are angry that dante and virgil are allowed to cross Uh Right. Like he gets the impression that that they're all like clamoring to get on the boat. And he asks Virgil about this. And Virgil explains that, again, because their fate is ordained by God, all these souls 
on some level have a desire to fulfill their destiny and travel to hell. Okay, right. So so I guess that kind of answers my question from before. Remember we were talking about like what happens in Hades if you don't have the money to cross the uh, you know, the river, uh-huh. right? And you don't get to go to Hades. And I was like, well, you mean there's like a loophole I can exploit? <laughs> like I don't have to go to, to Hades? Right. Um, but I guess everyone wants to go to hell in Dante's version, right? Mm, and they can't help it, yeah. Yeah, so so it's their it's their desire. It's their their it's like moths to a flame, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, so so this canto ends with an earthquake and a blast of wind and Dante fainting. Mm-hmm. So right? an earthquake and a storm, like like when you were recording that day uh, of the tropical storm, there was an earthquake. Exactly. Right. You were yeah. in hell. Yes. yes, and and you didn't notice my fainting because I edited that out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, okay, at this point, I want to bring up some themes that we are going to see in this epic poem, right? Certainly, we can already see themes of divine justice, uh, uh, the punishment suiting the crime. We can uh, see... I I, uh, I oh. found the term for that, which is contrapasso. Yes, yes, it is. I it's contrapasso. I love that. Yeah, because yes. uh, we've all, we've already talked in the show. We're like, oh, mm-hmm. what's that call? Or, you know, but that's mm-hmm. great. I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. So, and, and it's even saying it just makes me hungry. Contrapasso. Um, contrapasso, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so certainly we can see themes of, yeah, uh, uh, of that. Um, we can see this journey uh, uh, as one of personal growth, mm. a trial by fire, passing through the flames. We've already gotten a bit of uh, religious uh, political commentary, but I think mm-hmm. one of the most prevalent uh, uh, recurring themes, one that gets overlooked, is Dante fainting. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, this, this guy conks out of so many cantos. And every time I just imagine the people around him looking at each other like, you know, oh, yes. and then they look at Virgil <laughs> and he's like, yeah. <laughs> and Virgil is always sticking up for Dante, right? right? Like everyone else is, is, is like, you don't belong here. You can't get in this boat, right? You're not supposed to be in hell. And Virgil's yeah. like, no, 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 he's cool. He's he's supposed to be here. He's he's the main character. Heaven himself <laughs> has ordained that he make this perilous journey, right, Dante? And he turns and Dante's on the fucking ground. <laughs> yeah, nice. and they must hate that. They're like, hey, live boy, so alive. Yeah. Uh, you bag of blood and bones. Yeah, breathing with his lungs. Yeah. Uh. Right, but but deep down, Keenan, they're actually jealous. There's like, oh, oh, I could breathe with my eyes. I had electrical activity going through my brain. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just a, I'm just a lost soul. Here. <laughs> right, but they can't they can't they can't show that right. No. They got to put up they're a tough, tough front. Right, front. they're in hell. Right, <laughs> I'm bad. They're metal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, but yeah, so so then we get uh, Canto 4. Um, Dante wakes up. <laughs> so he finds himself at the edge of a deep, dark valley. And we are to understand that they have crossed the river and are now on the other side. Meaning that someone had to lug Dante's body onto that boat, <laughs> right? Charon and the other passengers already, like, didn't want him on board, right. right? And you know Dante's, like, one of those guys who sleeps all spread out. Like, he's, like he's, <laughs> he's taken up as much space mm-hmm. as possible, right? He didn't, do you think do you think he sleep talks? Mm, oh yeah. Like he's like Beatrice, right? <laughs> it was like, it was like Beatrice, Beatrice, I found you. Yeah, oh yeah. Dante, I've been waiting for you. I just married that other guy because Oh he does he does both voices. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh right. Beatrice, no, I would never get in the middle of you and your husband in holy yeah. matrimony. Oh Dante, but I wish you would. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, and, and I'm also thinking he like he he sleep kicks. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, right. Like, like his his leg just like spasms. He's like, mm-hmm. eh, right, and 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 he kicks someone on the boat, right, and, <laughs> and everyone is shooting dirty looks at Virgil, right? right? But Virgil is just focusing really hard on the mm-hmm. plank by his feet in that way where where it's like like you're pretending not to notice something, mm-hmm. right? But it just makes it all the more obvious that you know what's going on, right? <laughs> and then on the other side, they just drop him on the sand, right? <laughs> And everyone's deboarding, and they're and they're passing Virgil, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry," <laughs> because because he lives here, he lives oh, yeah. with them, he's right? Dead. 
Yeah. And and he has he has gone from being Virgil, the writer of the Aeneid, mm-hmm. to to the person on the long flight with a baby. <laughs> right. <clears throat> I will say they, they shouldn't have gotten mad when Virgil had started breastfeeding Dante. Right. Right. That's on them. That's that's normal. That's right? healthy. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> maybe, maybe Dante fainted because he was malnourished. Okay. <laughs> you know, the boat trip, the boat trip was one of those trips where it's like, it's just short enough where they don't legally have to give you a meal, right. but it's just long enough to where like, you notice that you're not getting a meal. <laughs> I think also while, um, while Dante's sleeping, he's that kind of person who like grabs onto something and makes a blanket out of it. And like, you know, in, in my version, like Caron <laughs> has like that, that Grim Reaper's robe, you know? Right. And so Dante is just <laughs> gradually peeling it off of Karen and making it more of a blanket. And Karen's just... like, yeah. Karen starts with like, you know, holding back and resisting. And then eventually he's just like, oh, God, just take it, just take it, just take yeah, the whole thing. Right. He's just, just completely swaddled in the, you know. So that means by the, when they get to the other river, he just rolls him out. And he's like, right, right, exactly. Onto the ground. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, anyway, anyway, okay, we're talking about, we're talking about Canto 4, mm-hmm. right? So he wakes up to the sound of thunder and wailing, right? We finally made it, folks. We are in the first circle of hell known as Limbo. Yay! Yay! This is the less fun limbo. Um, <laughs> the one, the one where you go if uh, if you're a good person, but you're not baptized. Yeah, but you're still hitting hell. Yeah, you're still in hell, right? right? Um, but yeah, so so Dante notices that Virgil is hesitant to go on, and this is strange because usually he's very stoic, right? He mm-hmm. and he asks Virgil about this, and he says he's not afraid. He's just really sad. Mm-hmm. This is the circle where he resides. This mm-hmm. is this is where all his friends are as well, right? Right. Um, but yeah, so. They begin to descend into this valley, and uh, all the while they're hearing this sad, sorrowful sighing all around them. The valley is filled with it, and and uh, Dante, um, oh no, and Virgil explains that um, these are the souls of the people who have not sinned, but uh, they lived before Christianity or outside of Christianity or were not baptized, and so now they are forever separated from God down here, mm-hmm. right? and forever filled with longing for God's light. But they are relatively comfortable, right? They're not in pain or torture. They're just there, right? <laughs> so these are pre-Christians, a lot of them, right? Yes, right. In fact, um, a bunch of uh, scholars refer to this uh, part of the of the poem as, uh, this is the, the scene with the noble pagans. Noble right? pagans. That's the patronizing, pagans. but sure. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so now Virgil goes on to say that Jesus did come down one day, way back in the day, and he picked up all the Old Testament crew, right? Mm-hmm. So so he got Adam and Noah and Moses and Abraham and Rachel and all those guys, mm-hmm. right? And then, yeah, what, what strikes me as, as a sort of recurring theme is that he um, he breaks up bands, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like he gets, he says that like, Jesus came down to get Adam. There's someone suspiciously absent from that sentence, I would say. Oh, you like, mean like? Like. Oh, <laughs> Eve. Yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus! Whoa. Right. So he's going to do that a couple of times where where it's like half of a half of a duo, and and so he seems to be making a decision that like no 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 this one is the bad one she stays that's, down there. That's weird because like he he specifically mentions Rachel. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not but just a woman say- thing potentially, or maybe just like oh okay Rachel I I, I know the least about her so I'll uh. yeah. <laughs> right but he leaves uh. Eve down there but he's going to do that a couple times where it's uh yeah some people are in hell who are you you. Just say it like, um, yeah. like Ben and Jerry. If, yeah. If Ben were in hell, in yeah. the ninth circle of hell, you'd want to know this why. Is the ice cream hell. <laughs> ben and Jerry. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Dang. Okay. Well, geez. Geez, Dante. <laughs> I was I was almost mad at Virgil, but then I was like, wait a minute, wait, Dante's wait, wait, writing this. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
But yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. So, so yeah. So, so Dante and Virgil are walking along mm-hmm. and up comes Homer, mm-hmm. Horace, Ovid, and Lucan, all of these uh, famous Greek and Roman poets that Dante idolizes as well, right? They come up to meet uh, them and they welcome Virgil back home, right? right? And they greet him with much honor. And then upon seeing Dante, um, and Dante swears this really did happen, right? <laughs> they immediately recognize him and welcome him into their group. They're like, oh my God, Dante's here. You're one of us, buddy. You're such an awesome writer. You're so brilliant. I love this part. I can't, I can't even roll my eyes um, at this because it's so obvious what he's doing. <laughs> but it's also like, like this is his fantasy. Like right. he, gets, he gets to meet his heroes and they affirm that he is one of them, right? right. Everyone laughs at Dante for this part, but come on, like, like who wouldn't want this, right? You get to meet all your heroes and hang out with them in their cool pad and philosophize and mm-hmm. you know, maybe play a little Xbox. That sounds amazing. Yeah, but right. in your Stephen King guided one, you know Stephen King doesn't let you talk and he's not particularly interested <laughs> <laughs> in what you have to say and you're not allowed to change the radio in the van. Yeah, it's all songs from his band, The Rock Bottom Remainders. That's, <laughs> that's what you listen to. Right. But yeah, so so Dante's with all these uh, all these uh, noted writers, mm-hmm. these poets, right? And so they all go deeper into the valley, right? Um, they go back to this castle that's encircled by seven walls, mm-hmm. which which is where all the great thinkers hang out, right? And they pass through uh, seven portals and they enter into a great meadow where Dante sees all these uh, other uh, great figures of history, these philosophers, these mathematicians, these scientists, these heroes. He meets Aristotle, he, he, or, or he sees, let's say, he sees Aristotle, Plato, Socrates, mm-hmm. he sees Electra and Hector and Aeneas, right? He sees Caesar, he's there too, right? right? And it's really convenient that all of them are like dressed exactly like in their portraits, right? That really helps, right? Like Caesar's in full, I'm not joking. Caesar is in full armor, right? right? Um, That's actually in the text. But like, I was wondering about that. Like, there's no name tags, right? <laughs> and he sees these people from a distance, so they must look exactly like their depictions in like on earth, right? Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> which, which then, Keenan, which then makes me wonder. Mm-hmm. So remember, Jesus came down to get all the Old Testament guys. So he must have went to David. Uh-huh. And he was like, David, we're all going to heaven. Do you have any clothes at all? <laughs> and David's standing in that way, you know, he does. He's all sassy. He's like, he's like, oh, is there a dress code in heaven? And Jesus is like, no, there's no dress code in heaven. He's, he's, doing, he's doing that thing like where you're frustrated. You pinch the bridge of your nose, right? Like a mini face palm. He's like, no, there's no dress code in heaven. But you have to wear something. You're right. making everyone uncomfortable, right? And all the others, like, you know, all the other noble pagans are like, oh, you can try, Jesus. Like, you know. Every time, every time we try to get pants on him, he just takes them off. He's just running through limbo, and we're like, "There goes no pants, David." Right? And right. Jesus is like, "Jesus is like, fine, come on, let's go." And Adam and Eve are looking at him, and was like, "This is really unfair." No, no, Eve is down in the pits oh, that's of right, hell. That's right. Yeah, Eve is not there. I forgot. But David is like, you know, David lived to be an old man, and then it's like, oh, like, like I'm stuck in hell forever as this picture of my statues when I'm a when I'm a kid. Yes. And he's alabaster white, right, exactly. you know. He's got no hue to him at all. Right. Yeah. And depending on what statue it is, you know, he's got, you know, kind of a little peepee or not. <laughs> right? Depends. Depends on who's sculpting him. Keenan, this is a podcast about culture, okay? <laughs> oh, you never notice the peepees on these David statues? <laughs> you just never looked at that? No, no, I just, I just, my eyes never, my, my eyes were never drawn down. No. Right. No, of course, that's the only thing that anybody ever notices. Right, so it matters who's sculpting me, I would say. Yes, yes. <laughs> but so yeah, folks, that's that's Canto Four. Um, uh, not not that bit. That was that was a bit. Um, oh right, right. Yeah. Oh, but then somebody else he sees in there is uh, Saladin, uh, who is a Muslim. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's really interesting. Like, um, yeah. he's open to the idea that uh, 
yeah, that Muslims are are in the first circle of hell. <laughs> As I say yeah. it that way, I'm like. <laughs> 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 you're trying to you're trying to save Dante. And you're like no yeah, no yeah, no yeah. no because later on there's heretics and so Saladin oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, is we're not gonna, oh, yeah we're gonna get to that Saladin yeah. is not a heretic just for being a Muslim so no that's no no, no. but I think I think well, there's 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 a there's a specific part of that circle <laughs> that I'm even afraid to talk about All but right, yeah, yeah we'll yeah, yeah. we'll get to that yeah um <laughs> Jesus Dante um but yeah so so that's Canto yeah that's Canto four um so Canto five mm-hmm. opens up and Dante and Virgil find themselves in the second circle of hell mm-hmm. um oh no wait no yeah I forgot like how do they how do they leave Canto okay yeah yeah, yeah. um so so yeah so the at the end of Canto four um uh, Virgil and Dante they separate from the rest of the group mm-hmm. and they they walk off into the darkness. It's literally like they go off stage left and and the lights go down. Right. That's what happens. Yeah, uh-huh. right? <laughs> yeah. So Canto Five opens up and Dante and Virgil find themselves in the second circle of hell, where they meet none other than King Minos from Greek mythology. Wait, hell, hey, 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 hey. Greek mythology. <laughs> yes, King yes. Minos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Remember, folks, uh, according to the ancient Greeks, he's supposed to be one of the three judges who decides your fate in Hades. We actually talked about him earlier in our History of the Devil, right, mm-hmm. when we talked about uh, Hades. Um, in Dante's version of hell, he is still a judge, uh, but now it's just him by himself. Um, there were some cutbacks in his department. <laughs> he's now doing the work of three people, <laughs> although he's still getting paid the same amount as before. That is to say, zero. <laughs> But yeah, he's also a uh, a big ugly monster mm-hmm. in in Dante's version, right? right? He has this huge tail that wraps around himself in accordance to the circle that he condemns a soul to. So like if somebody's going to the third circle of hell, he mm-hmm. wraps his tail around himself three times, right? right? Um so uh just like everyone else so far, as soon as he sees Dante, he's like, "Oh no, oh no, 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 you're not coming in here." Right? You get out of here. And and once again, Virgil has to be like, "No, no, no, no. His journey was ordained by God, so Minos lets them pass." Right? <laughs> This is, that this works is the tra- for a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're going to get to a point where that doesn't work. Um, but yeah, this is, Kenan, this is, this is the trainee who's talking, who's, who's taking your job. Uh-huh, um, yeah, yeah. And, and, and he's being shown around the office, right? And it's like, <laughs> and this is King Minos, and he judges the damned according to their sins. And Dante reaches out to shake his hand, and Virgil's like, no, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend time getting to know him. Um, <laughs> bye, Minos. Keep up the good work, right? And he just hears as they're leaving, it's like, yeah, so you're going to be given a tail. Um, do you know how to operate a tail, right? <laughs> so I was looking up Minos uh, because I, we saw him here. And mm-hmm. on the, um, the Sistine Chapel uh, ceiling, uh-huh. he's in there. And, what? Um, well, you know, everyone's there. It's, it's, like the, um, it's like everyone's there. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he's up there and uh-huh. uh, he's, he's not quite that. He's sort of in between the Dante version. He's, he's sort of monstrous, but he's also a dude. And he's got hmm. like uh, devil, devil ears, like bat ears. And he's uh, oh. surrounded by a, um, a snake. Um, okay. And then uh, there, it's it's unclear whether it's the same snake or a different snake that is uh, biting his dong. Oh, and it's not. We're sure it's not his tail wrapped around him. Or um, like I'll I'll send you this. Okay. All right. I'm gonna. This is some some NSFW <laughs> stuff from the Sistine Chapel, folks. That's right. <laughs> oh Jesus! Wow. Yeah, that's um. No, that's not a tail. <laughs> That's definitely a snake. <laughs> That's definitely a snake. And it's definitely biting his dong. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Well, there we go. So there you go. <laughs> so now that's uh, now that's in my head, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, 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 there's maggots on the floor, and we don't have shoes. <laughs> I wish I worked in hell. Then I wouldn't be tortured so much. And Minos is like, um, there is a snake eternally biting my dick. Eternally. Eternally. Yeah. <laughs> But okay, um, 
Uh, so, so we are now in the second circle of hell uh, uh, proper, mm-hmm. right? Right. This is so after he passes Minos, right? Right. So this is uh, speaking of dongs. Um, <laughs> the circle. <laughs> when are we not speaking of dongs? Uh, when are we on not? This right. Yeah. Um, this is uh, the circle of lust. Right. So finally, we have a circle that is attributed to a specific sin. Right. right? Um, this circle is characterized by a violent and eternal storm, symbolizing the tumultuous nature of passion and mm-hmm. lust. The souls of the lustful are carried by the winds, symbolizing their inability to find rest due to their sinful desires. But Keenan, I got a problem with this circle. Mm. Can you guess what it is? Uh, that lust is uh, pretty awesome. Um, well, no, no, no. That that is. I we are in agreement with this. Uh, <laughs> It is pretty fucking awesome, but <laughs> so I don't know. What, no. Yeah. So so um, uh, like every circle, Dante recognizes some people trapped here, mm-hmm. and in this circle, almost all the sinners he recognizes are women. Oh yes, oh yes, mm. they sure are. So let, let me go through the list here. <laughs> so we got Dido or Dido, right. uh, Queen of Carthage, mm-hmm. um, Helen of Troy. Um, Semiramis, this is a this is a mythical figure, daughter of an Assyrian god who mm-hmm. married an Assyrian king and then ruled as a, a queen after she died. Right. And Cleopatra. Mm-hmm. Right. There's some guys in here too, but like the circle is 99% women, right? <laughs> this is this is that old thing where like they believed women were more sinful, more right. uh, um, specifically they were more lustful than men, which is only because the only thing these gross old men think about when they think of women at all mm-hmm. is having sex with them. Right. And so they're like, wow, the only thing I associate with you is being horny. That must mean you're super horny all the time. <laughs> but also, yeah, yeah. So part of it is like, oh, the things that we have assigned women to do in our society, like cooking and teaching and, and uh, mm-hmm. nursing and cleaning, like those things I don't even think about as as actions. Mm-hmm. And then the other things that we think about as being actions like reading and writing and creating and leading, like we don't allow mm-hmm. you to do those. So what's left over right. is, yeah, horned up yeah, all yeah. the time. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So... <laughs> So yeah, honestly, th- th- this took me out of it. Like I was, I was having a good time in hell, um, and then we get to the, the circle of lust, and I'm like, okay, so this is this is how we're gonna do things, Dante. <laughs> okay, so we have uh, Helen of Troy, uh-huh. and then also her lover Paris is in here, so that makes mm-hmm. sense. So he keeps that band together. Yep, yep, yep. But uh, Tristan is in here, but not Isolde, his lover. So huh. I don't know. Like, what's 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 up with that? Yeah, he is he he is constantly breaking up the band. <laughs> yeah, what what's what does that mean, Dante? Mm, right. Are we? Oh, yeah. oh, we're saying Dante is breaking up the band, not Virgil. Right. I keep on because <laughs> Virgil's not real. Right. Well, no, he is real, oh, but right. this Virgil oh, isn't real. <laughs> but I keep on, I keep on getting mad at Virgil for right. not including people. No. But I'm like, wait a minute. No, no, no. no, this is this is Dante. <laughs> but he just does such a good job of looking so dopey and innocent. He's like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> But yeah, so oh, okay, so so everyone's just flying every which way mm-hmm. in this circle, right? Like hurled by the winds. Right. Um, but Dante notices two souls intertwined, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no matter how hard the wind blows or where it blows them, they stay together, right? Mm-hmm. And he asks to speak with them, and Virgil says, "Like, wait until they fly over here, right?" <laughs> and eventually they do. And and yeah, there's no circle thankfully. of uh, sloth in this hell. Is that no, Virgil no. takes that with them? <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Oh, don't worry about it. Yeah, we'll it was, be here was, for a while. There's no, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there's no time limit or anything." And thankfully, Dante uh, didn't, you know, um, include the hours that they waited for this <laughs> for this couple, like leaves in a wind, to 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 blow their way. It's just like, oh, oh, oh they're coming up. Oh, oh no, 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 no. It's like, oh, they're stuck on a crag over there. It's like, and Dante's like, should we go? Should we go? No, 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 no. It's you know. And sometimes like, we got, they're like waving, but they're but they're waving to the guy behind Dante. <laughs> oh no. Now I just embarrass myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. Oh no. Oh, oh, Right, yeah. <laughs> and you just hear it's like, you know, I'll be with you in a minute. 
<laughs> oh, but I just really want to ask you. <laughs> hey, Francesca, this guy looks alive. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's ordained by God. <laughs> and they just have to explain the whole thing, right. but they're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. for eternity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you know, because this is hell, mm-hmm. they still have the capacity to get sick. Right. So everyone's just going, ah! <laughs> yeah, being thrown around by the wind. You mean they're all they're all seasick <laughs> all the time? <laughs> yeah, wind sick. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, okay, but yeah. So so um, everyone's flying around. Um, and uh, and and so uh, um, eventually, this couple they kind of like like uh, float uh, Dante's way, and this <laughs> is uh, Francesca and Paolo, mm-hmm. and uh, they uh, they tell their sad story of their forbidden affair and how they were killed by Francesca's husband, who resides in a lower circle of hell. Oh. Um, and these guys were actually based on real people. Um, that is uh, Paolo uh, Maletesta and Francesca de Rimini. Um, they were both from uh, noble families in Italy during the 13th century. Uh, Francesca was married to uh, Gianciato Maletista, mm-hmm. or Malet- Malatesta, yeah, um, who was Paolo's older brother. Oh, it's so oh. up and down there. Yes. Uh, but Francesca and Paolo fell in love with each other. They had an affair, and Gianciato killed them mm-hmm. in a fit of rage. Uh, so that's that's what they mean when they say he's in a lower circle of hell, right? Okay, because he's got and, rage. Yeah, I'm guessing wrath or rage, mm-hmm. right? Um, we never meet him. Spoilers, but no. yeah. Um, but no, so, so this story, uh, the story of Francesca and Paolo, according to scholars, is like proto-Romeo and Juliet, okay. apparently. Yeah. So yeah. So... Looking at Dickens, looking at Shakespeare, what's going on, guys? Yeah, they saw that there yeah. was no plagiarism circle, and they're like, "Well, yeah, they were all oh, good." <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. They didn't follow our heed, and they do all of their. Um, they they get all of their information about hell from this uh, book, this fan fiction. Yeah, book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so so. So upon hearing the story of Francesca and Paolo, um, Dante is so overcome with pity for them that he faints. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, uh, I can, I just imagine, right. You got, you got Francesca, you got Paolo there and they look at Virgil and he's just like, Ugh. yeah, but, but you can't hear that because of the wind blowing. Right? <laughs> That's right. So it's more right. like, it's more like this. <sighs> <laughs> and all the others are like, hey, is that guy okay? <laughs> Looks like I got fainting. No, that's just how he is. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, he's the main character. <laughs> okay, but yeah, all right. Let, 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 let's give Dante some air. Um, let's lighten things up uh, before we leave the second circle. Um, we got to talk about our second circles oh, of hell. Right. Um, so who's in there and, and how are they being punished? Uh, uh, so about lust, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily have to be. Love. It could be. It could be like you know. It, it could. You could. You could link it to the wind, or you could link it to lust. You could do whatever you want. Hmm. Let's have you go first while I think about this. Actually. Okay. So. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, flip the script here, okay. Dante, Mr. Allegheny, mm-hmm. right? And I'm gonna say the second circle is reserved. You got so many women in your circle, Dante. <laughs> I'm gonna say the second circle is reserved for mansplainers, <laughs> and they're all being blown around by winds, but it's actually hot air. Uh, that's very funny, <laughs> right? Get it? Because hot air is. Oh my God, I'm doing it now. Right, straight um, to hell. The second circle hell. with you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But yeah, so that's that's mine. Is is uh, second circle of hell is mansplainers? Hmm. 
All right. Yeah. So I guess in mine, I would, you know, I really uh, am rankled by people who um, who shame other people for, for having sex or thinking about sex. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's usually, you know, I, I see it's really hypocritical. So I guess the heart of it is yeah. hypocrisy. But like, yeah. especially, um, especially when men do that to women, right? Uh, yes. Um, mm-hmm. like, 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 they shame women for doing the exact same thing that they would do. So I know that sounds very yeah. like, white knighty, like mansplaining on a podcast. Mm-hmm. But, but no, in my personal life, it's really, it really bothers me. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so. Dante would be down here. Oh, oh, Dante's uh, the leader of this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like it. How, how's, how's he getting punished? Oh. And all other, all other um, uh, shamers. Oh, I guess this is pretty well, – but see, I'm not – I don't like punishing these people because <laughs> I'd be like, what, what, what would be the contrapasso, right? Like the ironic thing. Would yeah. be, they, would be, they would be shamed for their own yeah. fetishes. Like, oh, that's not yeah, very yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah. And they might, actually, they might actually like Oh, that, so, I you know. see. <laughs> Maybe shaming is their kink, so you know. right, yeah. Oh, so maybe instead of yeah, because I don't want the shaming. Maybe they are um, constantly being um, uh, teased with their like like with their kink. So their kink is like held up on one of those uh, carrot sticks you put in front of a mule. Oh, I see. I see <laughs> so I see, yeah, so right? they're like walking. And it's like almost like, almost oh, no. there. Seven seven wow. cases ahead of me is my my favorite thing. My favorite lustful kink. Oh wow, that is yeah. that is tantalous. That is like oh god. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There we go. That's oh god. That's yeah. That's mm. there. That I think. But I mean, I think I think. There's people who would like that, actually, too. <laughs> I think we can't get away from it. <laughs> well, there's the old joke about the sadist and the masochist, right? And so mm. the masochist says to the sadist, hit me. And the sadist says, no. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that, took, that took me away. <laughs> love it. Love it. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it looks like uh, Dante is still asleep. Oh, he's had a long day. Let's let him sleep. All right, little guy. Um, okay, so so we will pick back up with Canto Six, mm-hmm. Circle Three in our next episode. For now, that is all of my notes. Uh, Keenan, is there anything else we missed? No, I think we got it. All right, folks, this has been another excellent Exorcist Minute. I've been Lester Ryan Clark. You can reach me on all the socials as Lester Ryan Clark. And I've been Keenan Diaz. You can find me on Instagram and Letterboxd as Howdy Keenan. Yeah, we got our listener group, Compelling Conversations. Go check that out and request to join, and we'll let you in here with us. Thank you so much to everyone who has shared the show by word of mouth or on social media. And a big thank you to everyone who has given us a five-star ratings on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to our show. We really appreciate it. That's going to help our little podcast grow and find more cool people like you. And yeah, folks, we want to say thank you again for sticking with us. Even though we're not talking about the movie at this time, we promise we're not going anywhere. Uh, We will start up our normal movie episodes after we have won this strike. For now, we are standing in solidarity with SAG-AFTRA. Okay, Keenan, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I think I am, Lester. All right, folks, until next time. The the power power of strike strike compels you. you.